This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance, and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories from local legends in the Australian running community who simply always wanted to hear. Today in Season 2, Episode 11, I interview Cam Marsh. Cam is a co-founder of the Brisbane Running Event and group Run For It. The Run For It event occurs quarterly each year, with the overall mission being that of raising awareness for mental health and giving to those less fortunate. With these two ideas being at the core of the group, the social outlet and sense of belonging seem to be a natural byproduct of simply getting together for a run. It seems Run For It has become somewhat of a cult in Brisbane over the last few years, attracting hundreds of local runners in line with the event slogan, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. So tune in to hear from Cam as he talks about his background and what makes Run For It so rewarding to him and those who take part. Yeah, yeah, he's a hard man to get a hold of, though. But let's make yeah, a start, man. hey? So, uh, welcome officially to the local legends in at running podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's Saturday, thirteenth of May, mate. Twelve thirty-four on the clock. We uh, we think. Well, I think the sun's going down, and we're going to continue with the interview. But uh, how's your day shaping up? It's been a good day. Um, went out for a trot with the dog this morning, so got a couple of k's in, slow and steady, obviously, and. Uh, he probably dragged me through a little bit of it. And then, uh, yeah, just been doing some stuff around the house, mate. It's a pretty, pretty chilled day today. Great. Tell us how far and what pace did you run at this morning? Uh, I actually couldn't even tell you the pace. I'm going to assume it was probably about six, six minute Ks. <laughs> we're, we're just chugging along, probably doing, probably doing six or seven. We probably got out to about six or seven Ks. It was literally just not looking at the watch or anything it's just it's just nice to go he's he's having a snooze as we speak it's nice to go for a trot uh, of a morning as that sun's coming up especially now that they're we've got those cooler mornings and uh, oh it's beautiful beautiful later sunrises too <laughs> yeah but a run's a run I, I just wonder if you ran on purpose prior to the interview I often ask you know guests what they've done on the morning of the interview 
Yeah, that was a yeah, normal Sunday enough. for you, a jog out in the morning for a Sunday? Uh, yeah, generally, I, I, I'm sort of returning to running at the moment uh, and generally run probably Tuesday, Thursday mornings and then Saturdays either uh, a strength class um, at the gym I work at or, or, a, or a lonely jog. Yeah, so just alluded to parts, I guess, of the interview that will come up. But um, the premise predominantly for this interview is uh, run for it. Um, of course, a social and mentally uh, health-based group out there in Brisbane yeah. that you're a part of, co-founder, shall we call it. So that that will get there in due course. But um, it seems you're you know, a bit different to some of the guests we've had on in the sense that generally, generally they're running purists. But uh, we certainly have variety on here, older, younger, male, female. Uh, and I think of even guests like Katie Dahl, who's got a group out there who uh, maybe similar to yourself in a way, uh, sort of in the last 10 years has kind of gone from that sort of uh, gym focus to more so in the running. And she's sort of pushing that uh, that social mental uh, health group sort of orientation yeah, with her right. with her guys. So definitely looking forward to delving into that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think she's, uh, shout out to Katie. She's doing a great job, I think especially from my end, it certainly, it seems as though she's put a, a lot of the running community on her back and she she's doing a fantastic job. And hey, mate, I've got to bring up a fellow uh, colleague, Sally Burks, or fellow athlete, shall we call her too. She Absolutely. she probably was part of the reason why you're on here. And I always did actually think of getting you on here by the fact that Run For It and various groups out there in that uh, sense have definitely grown over the last few years. But she brought you up uh, just a few months ago, actually, at school yeah. and um now we're here so uh thank you sally and um yeah, yeah just a sh- shout out to her too yeah absolutely yeah she's she certainly seems to be getting into her running in the last sort of 18 months too which is which is great so you might see her out at school co- cross country uh sometime soon yeah we actually had that on uh friday she didn't run though she did not run i did ask her but uh she yeah. wasn't out there i was there having a jog like uh, a few teachers yeah, and the other one too is uh, Nick Tui, uh, run for the North, run the North, sorry, not run for the North, run the North. Uh, you know, previous guest like Katie on the podcast, and um, I've known Nick for for years, ever since um, high school running to a degree. He was always a much better runner than I was, but uh, I did see him out there at things like districts and regionals. But he's he's been a part of uh, what you've done for run for it, I believe. Yeah, he has. Yeah, Nick. Uh, great guy and the other half of uh, Run the North, uh, Ben Groff or Matt, Matt McGreedy that's jumped in there as far as I'm aware. Um, great guys. They've kind of been, so we kind of kicked off early 2021 and ever since then they've been a, they've been a major supporter and, and us of them, um, they certainly get up there and uh, run a little warm up prior to our events too, which is, which is a nice touch. No, excellent. Hey, by the way, just speaking of these groups out there at the moment, because Run the North is one of them, Run for It's a bit more of a, I know we'll get into it again in detail, but it's more of a um, occurrence that happens sort of four times a year, I believe, as opposed to continuous training. And it seems like these groups kind of get together as we speak about them now. But what do you make of the, the scene out there at the moment for these sort of socially based running groups at the moment? I think it's great. Um, yeah, like we said, we probably kicked off early 2021 and, and like a lot of people, I guess, COVID, um, COVID didn't really have an effect on us. That, that, that sort of didn't, didn't, I guess that wasn't a trigger for us to, to kick things off. But um, throughout the last couple of years, I'm sure you would have seen as well, Ollie, um, there's obviously been a huge 
uh, influx in outdoor training, which I think is incredible, um, whether it was triathlon, uh, run groups, ultra running, all sorts of stuff. So I think it's incredible. And Brisbane, um, obviously, it's our home turf, but uh, I feel like Brisbane's got a really strong uh, foundation with some incredible run groups, whether they're, you know, some of the speedsters uh, like Bert and Brisbane Roadrunners and the like, um, or whether it's more um, more of a social crew like the ones you've mentioned. I think it, it's great to have that variety. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Bert too because I was out with the Bert guys myself being a part of that group uh, a few months ago actually for a Brisbane Roadrunners event, which they have there um, quite regularly. But I think it was an AK championship event. And uh, that started about six o'clock or something like that around that time. But um, I'd seen the run for it group there uh, come in about seven o'clock in the morning. Heaps of people, but um, okay. just just a different just a different uh, bunch of people. You know the demographic varying in in certain ways. And uh, like you know our our focus really is competitively to get faster and faster. And of course, there's a bit of social nature to it. But it seems uh, the group is a little bit different in that way. Yeah, for sure. We've definitely got some speedsters and some some elite short distance runners, and and certainly some long distance runners. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we try to cater to all. So it's like we, I guess, part of our slogan is run, walk, or or roll. So if, whether we've got yeah. people walking, people running, people pushing prams, walking their dogs, or in wheelchairs, we we'd love to have anyone that's able to able to move forward um, in any capacity. So, um, yeah, I was aware of that event that you were at um, because we were quite worried that we were going to have a bit of a traffic jam. And I can't remember who the president is of the Brisbane Roadrunners Club, but I had a chat to him. He was a great guy and um, sorted it all out. And it looked like you guys had about 300 people there too, which was awesome. Was he an older gentleman that you were spoken to? Might be Adrian. <laughs> Better be, yeah, better be careful just in case. Yeah, exactly. Um, mate, I think it might have been an Adrian. Yeah, I think that might have been him. He's not too old if he listens to this. He's been on the uh, podcast and I think he's involved in that uh, in that group. But anyway, we've got a bit to talk about before we get to run for it. And that's just some background on you. So uh, just some personal things. And then we, as always, we get into the running achievements and PBs, which I know uh, for you, it's been varied with other things, but uh, it's always great to see where we're at. And uh, they, of course, have varied vastly between the, the guests on the show. Happy to share, firstly, your age or age range. I sometimes ask yeah, yeah. the guests if they're a bit conscious okay. about that. I just scraped into the 90s. I'm, I'm a 1990 born bloke. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 32, turning 33 this year. So, uh, whether I'm in my prime or I'm over the hump, I'm not too sure. Yeah, well, mate, just keep working at it. Elliot Kipchoge, he's 38, I think, world uh, record yeah. holder for the marathon. But anyway, uh, what about work-wise? So where does this fit in with, do you have a regular standing full-time job through the week? Yeah, absolutely. So I was an electrician, like coming out of school, I, I got my trade, uh, like many, many a young chap, and uh, spent about 10, 12 years as an electrician working around Brizzy and then fly and fly out to towns like Darwin and Roma and Moranbar. And then um, 2018, I got into health and fitness uh, as a personal trainer. And I've been doing that uh, sort of ever since. Um, and I've been associated with a gym called uh, Movements Enhanced in Albion since 2019. So we'll be going on for, yeah, four or five years this year. Yeah. So typical day for you in with work. What does that look like? Yeah. So... 
we run group classes down there, um, capped at 16 people. So I coach those group classes along with uh, Ben, the owner and uh, founder and then crew. Um, and then in between those classes, I run uh, one-on-one or two-on-one personal training as well. So for the most part, that's me pretty much, uh, yeah, Monday to Friday. Yeah. And is that sort of a morning afternoon gig with a few hours there in the middle to, yeah, to have a break? Of, like, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the traditional uh, personal trainers uh, set up would be working a morning, working an evening uh, and then going home for a feast and a nap uh, throughout the middle of the day. But um, for me, I generally work like a block. So I'll work from the morning through to lunch or I'll work from lunch through to the evening. Um, so each day is kind of different, um, but it's it's pretty good balance. And then like Wednesday, Wednesdays are pretty low key, just a, just a morning um, sessions for me and sort of gives me time to do plenty of other things that need to be done, which is always a list. Yeah, great. So just tell us about uh, where you live and in the area so and, and who you're living with, Any anything you're into around the local area and, and why, why you live there. Is it for work or for various other yeah. reasons? Yeah, <laughs> I live in East Brisbane, so probably not too far yeah. from Churchy um the school you're at but uh yeah so i live in east brisbane we've been here my partner hannah and i we've been here for about probably 18 months now in a house um little yard big enough for the dog um been yeah been here and prior to this we we're in an apartment uh, in kangaroo point so i guess we're always kicking around this side of town i'm uh, i'm a south sider i grew up in logan and then slowly sort of shifted closer to yeah right to the city. and uh aside from working on the north side in albion i am fighting the uh resistance to, to move across the bridge uh, and staying on the south side as long as i can mate excellent i used to think that uh, you know the south side was very a very dark place a very scary place but uh churchy taught me otherwise east brisbane what do you make of that go to cafes or any bars in the local area yeah, uh, I'm not much of a drinker, uh, so bars, not so much of an idea, but first cafe that comes to mind would be Black Sheep, um, yes, sort of in yeah. between East Brisbane and Stones Corner or Wollongabba, I guess. Yeah, have been there before. Hey, around yeah. all this stuff, what else do you do to to make up time in the week? Is there enough time to do anything else that uh, people wouldn't necessarily know about or that's quite different to the, the realm of fitness? Uh, that's a good question. Um, great question. I, yeah, work's pretty consuming, um, in a good way. I love it. Um, uh, and outside of that, obviously run for it's quite demanding, time demanding. And, uh, so that takes a fair bit of time working, working with run for it. And then, um, you know, I've got some other stuff that I do. Um, so I do some sort of leadership and cultural development stuff with, with a couple of groups and, uh, with, we literally fly out in yeah about three weeks to Cairns, and we we've got some some young boys flying up from Melbourne. A group of school kids, they're sixteen years old. Um, we take them into the bush uh, camping. Obviously, no phones or anything like that. It's just a tent, backpack, food, and we we hike across the Atherton Tablelands for oh, for two or three weeks. So that's which is a pretty incredible experience. Um, don't tell the the business owner or the founder, but I, I'd probably do it for free if I had to. Um, so that's really, that's really fulfilling. And we do a couple of those sort of camps every year. So that's probably it in a nutshell, mate. Yeah, it's great. I often ask that question to the guests and often it, the answer is all around, uh, health and fitness anyway. And I think of myself too, in the busy life that I live, that 
it's really hard squeezing other things, but uh, it's always worth worth the question. How about uh, if we get along now to to any running achievements or PBs? You sent through a uh, a few photos actually for me today to put up on Instagram and social media, and one was with a you had a, I think a backpack on in some very cold area with snow around you, and it looked like it must have been some kind of endurance event um, through the mountains. So was that a part of any running achievement, along with any yeah. times that you could give us that you might cover across any yeah. distance? I wouldn't, uh, I certainly wouldn't compare to any of the legends you've had on here, especially the last guy, Abby, who was crushing his 5K in 16 and a half minutes. Um, I reckon my, I couldn't even tell you. I think my close, my fastest 5K would have been about 20, 21 minutes. Um, I, what did I do last year? I did a, I did a try. I couldn't swim to save my life at the start of last year. And that was part of, part of a journey that I sort of embarked on for the Noosa Triathlon and, yeah, for any runner out there, I guess I did the 10K at the end of that in 46 minutes, which was okay, but it was uh, okay for me. But it, I, I had spent a lot of energy in the swim and surviving the swim and then uh, moving on the bike. But yeah, apart from that, running achievements, probably the most proud thing that I've done would have been, yeah, that that photo that you would have seen was, um, that was, Ultra Kosciuszko, and that was 100 kilometers down in December last year at uh, Cozzy. And it was oh, December late. with snow. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that's right. There certainly <clears> wasn't <throat> supposed to be any snow. Um, there was a course change that, like, we so we drove down. I was lucky to lucky enough to have my girlfriend Hannah, my sister Johanna, and then my mate Mal. Oh, you know Mal, I think. Um, yeah, Daniel Malone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the three of them came down as as crew for me so i was very fortunate couldn't have done them without him um but as we, we we drove down to cozy which is you know not too far from melbourne um we're watching the weather unfold and it was pretty gnarly well, there was there was a couple of feet worth of snow and um they had to do a late course change so we were supposed to take off from threadbow which is where we booked accommodation it was five minutes walk to the start line and then they moved it to um uh, the other side of the mountain, which was an hour drive. So we had to to get moving quite early that morning, but got that done in 14 and a half hours, which was um, a little bit quicker than anticipated. There was plenty of highs and lows, as you could imagine. There was, I felt invincible at about the 65K mark. I thought I was a bit of a legend. And then at 80Ks, uh, I, was, I was feeling pretty sorry for myself, but um, tagged along with some people and they tagged along with me and it sort of we got each other through and then we just had um a couple of us just did the noosa ultra 50 which was which was a good good time um that was certainly not fast i hadn't done any training for that as i'd been sort of laying off running uh, with a niggle um but i i decided to lace up the boots and join a couple of mates liam luke and uh, and now funnily enough uh, across that 50k up in noosa and it was it was a hot day, um, plenty of good stories from that one. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. I think we did that in just under seven hours, so pretty steady. Yeah, and how long are your, your longer runs? Like how, how how did you prepare for that 100K, for instance, running-wise? I uh, was trying to run sort of <laughs> same sort of days. So two, two days during the week, so two mornings um, prior to work, uh, if not in the evening. Uh, those were generally pretty short sort of anywhere from eight to sort of 16. Uh, and then I'd try and get one or two long ones in on the weekend. So whether it was a double Saturday, Sunday and doing 20 or 30, or whether it was um, 
I did I did have two large one day runs prior. I did a forty two k, um, which was my first I guess my first marathon, which was up at uh, Mount Cooper. Just ran four laps of the ten k up there and uh, solo, which was a good time. And then I had a I just did a sixty k road run prior. So just tried to build some miles up, and uh, that's kind of how I went about it. And was that your longest long run, the 60K that you've ever done in training? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, done, uh, I hadn't done all that much prior. Like, I guess 2019, a friend and I did a, did a half marathon on the Gold Coast just for, just for fun, which was cool. Um, and then prior, post that, I certainly wasn't doing too much running. I'd, be, I'd run once or, once or twice a month maybe. Um, and then, uh, yeah, sort of booked that. I actually booked the 50k ultra, which I did this year last year, and got COVID the day before, so I had to postpone that, and that's why I booked the hundred in December because I thought if I had a if I had another ten odd months, why not double the length of it? Yeah, for sure. Hey, let's get to uh, the story behind you right, right from the start. Hey, and and just sort of start to learn about um, how those early stages of life may have influenced anything that you are doing today in line with health and fitness and running. So if we if we started with, uh, you know, birth and that uh, first few years of your life and then any influence from family or parents in line with uh, what's happening today, Cam? Yeah, I think so. I um, So I was born in um, Brizzy. Both my parents are Kiwis. Um, so I'm officially a Kiwi, uh, an Australian-born Kiwi, which might, might rub some people up the wrong way, especially when the rugby's on. Um as a youngster, yeah, got into martial arts and rugby. Those are probably my two passions. Um, and when I sort of reflect, I guess, on my childhood, uh, you know, ha- having shaped potentially who I am now or what I do now, um, I think that the martial arts was pivotal regarding sort of discipline and respect. I think that that sort of had a bit to do with I guess at least the way I think I am or feel I am. Um, and then rugby, obviously, sort of the team aspect and the leadership aspect was was super important, I guess, um, growing up. And then um, I do a fair bit with like some charities and volunteer work. And I guess I asked myself one day, probably a year or two ago, why I was doing so much in that regard um, because it's kind of, I guess, to a degree, it's quite uncommon um and looking back i do recall my mum used to run a, a sort of an organization in logan home called meals on wheels oh yeah Not sure if heard it. Yeah, yeah yeah so anyone that's been around for a little while has probably heard of that somehow um but that was effectively um you know mum would mum and other volunteers would would manufacture these meals or make these meals up put them in little tin sort of uh, or alfoil uh, containers and whatnot, and we'd we'd drive around all, all, all throughout Logan and, and deliver these meals to people that weren't able to get to the to the shops or able to 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 cook their own meals for some reason. So to be fair, I think that's probably where that sort of um, that that comes from because um, I can't really attribute it to anything else. <laughs> yes, and with the rugby, so where. Where were you playing that? And uh, what, you're forward or back? And uh, what were your attributes out there? Fast, bigger, smaller? Yeah, well, I'm I'm like six foot four and about 90 kilos. So I'm tall and I'm, I'm not massive. 
but uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm certainly not running around out there for the Reds. I'd have to be about 105 <laughs> kilos if I wanted to be out there. But uh, so yeah, I played 99% of my sort of junior footy at um, Logan City Rugby Union, and then played last sort of season at Sunnybank Rugby Union, and then I sort of played a little bit more just for fun back at Logan. But then uh, and then at school, um, so those were that's where I played my my rugby, and I probably didn't think you could go professional especially I was quite skinny I was about the same height I am now so let's say I was six foot three and I was only about 75 kilos ringing wet so I um I was fighting an uphill battle to to make any of the the rep teams hey you might need to head back to 75 kilos to get faster on the roads yeah, running wise exactly <laughs> yeah you're probably right yeah, a bit light, light as a feather Speaking of running, how did that feature in uh, in school? Any memories uh, running out there in uh, cross country or PE classes? Anything that may have influenced today's interest? Yeah, for sure. PE or yeah, HPE was uh, certainly a passion of mine. Um, cross country, I was probably pretty decent at, but I was never sort of top top two or three. But I'd, I'd always be top ten. Um, used to always run for rugby. Uh, and that sort of thing. So, and I just enjoyed running. We used to live uh, live near Daisy Hill, so I used to just run up into Daisy Hill, not knowing what I was doing. This is before uh, I knew trail running was a thing, um, and just go for a trot. So, yeah, running I guess featured heavily uh, in my in my junior sporting, and I had obviously had to do that with uh, martial arts to sort of make weight. So, but it was never anything never anything more than sort of ten kilometers as a youngster. That's for sure. Yes, we're seeing this kind of culmination of uh, enjoyment for, you know, physical activities and the martial arts, a bit of running there as well. But then also, like you spoke about, the influence of service or giving, and that uh, ultimately has uh, arisen in the founding of Run For It, if we can move into that space now, because um, let's just talk about when that started and just the, the overall mission and how those factors have contributed to why you're involved in that uh, and who was also involved with setting that up with you as a co-founder? Yeah, sure. I guess a little bit of a background. I do some stuff with a men's mental health charity called A Chance for Change and uh, had been doing that since 2017. Um, and that was, I found that really fulfilling um, and eye-opening. And once I'd sort of kicked that off um, or ju- jumped in with that team, I kind of asked myself where else I could give back. Um, and then I started volunteering with Camp Quality, so kids affected by cancer. And then from there, it was like, you know, I, I'd literally just get a group of mates together and ask them for a small donation and we'd go for a run. So we did a, we did a, I think a six or a 10K loop um, around South Bank and, and the Botanic Gardens uh, for Camp Quality, a uh, group of friends. And then we did one for the Indigenous Marathon uh, Foundation as well. And uh, it was at that point, so that would have been, uh, 2019, 2020. Uh, a friend of mine, Ash, Ash Weber, she was like, "Cam, we've we've got to do this more often." And I was like, "I don't really know what you mean." Like, he's like, "We're going to make this a thing." So, um, and I said that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. So, together we came up with the concept to run for it. So that was yeah, late 2020, early 2021, and we got our first event going. So we do yeah, an event every quarter, like you said earlier. So four events a year, sort of at the end of the quarter. Um, we got that first event going uh, and it went really well. We had you know, plenty of our friends and family were there and we raised plenty of 
funds for for a local charity and, and it's gone from strength to strength since then all right day one how many uh participants or people shall we call them did you have in front of you for that uh event day one i'm gonna say we probably had 50 people maybe. geez pretty uh, strong start still yeah we're pretty lucky with like especially having two people if it was just me i probably would have had three people but uh with with two people combined i think we, we managed to get together a pretty good crew yeah so just talk to us about when when if someone wants to come along to one of these events there's some kind of uh payment made but i believe the payments uh, directly towards uh a service or charity uh is that it and then they just kind of rock up and get involved yeah there's we certainly we're so we're having a website um designed and built at the moment and there is no um entry fee there's no registration or anything currently um all we ask is that you uh, if you're able, uh, make a small donation um, to charity. Um, each charity or each event's a different charity, different location, um, different cafe, different artists, all these sorts of things. Um, and, and throughout that, we sort of, I guess, for the most part, we're trying to obviously raise funds for these for these smaller charities that you don't that don't necessarily get the same airtime as the bigger ones. Um, but also, I think it's about bringing these issues to the forefront of your mind that you may not have yet faced, whether it's homelessness or um, premature birth or whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah, so have you seen though, by the fact that you're donating to these uh, particular companies or charities, those conversations actually spark at these running events or um, in general away from, from them or even at the cafe after you've gone for the run? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's, that's probably half of, what we're trying to do is get that conversation going. I think that's just as important. Uh, like you mentioned, the mental health earlier. I think, you know, there's, there's kind of a lack of education around a lot of topics um, that, that we should probably know a lot more about. Um, and when it comes to those things, I've certainly learned a lot. Um, we're on to our 10th event coming up. Um, so nine charities so far with the 10th to be revealed soon but um i've learned so much from each of those events about about those charities and the, and the adversity that these people face and like we've obviously had community members come to us and ask whether we'd be happy to raise funds for for charities they're aware of um and mate it's it rocks your socks especially when you know um some of the backstory so and i i'm I'm pretty soft when it when I get up there and, and if I know the backstory behind something and it's it's deeply saddening. Uh, so yeah, I can get a bit choked up out there in front of a hundred odd people, which is uh, you know it's uh, it's probably good because I guess it, it sort of makes it a bit more real. Yeah. So let's uh, if we can delve into one of those as an example that you could think of. Now I'm throwing you on the spot, and I don't want to make out one charity being better than the other or anything like that but just one example of what you're talking about there in terms of that's really sort of hit hit you and influenced you in a way that you want to sort of talk about and promote with the group or you did eventually in that kind of way yeah well i'll try not to get choked up talking about it i think you've thrown me in the deep end i'm here to here to uh, ask the hard questions yeah no good on you i think that's great i um first one that comes to mind would be miracle babies um, and that was presented to us by a friend of mine, Kieran and well, friends of mine, Kieran and Chloe. They had a young son, Edric, uh, I think at 24 weeks. Um, and obviously that was kind of just past the fence 
um, or just on the right side of the fence. Uh, but they they struggled for a very long time. And Edric's um, fit and healthy now, which is incredible. But um, yeah, Chloe mentioned that Miracle Babies are a great foundation. And yeah, we raise funds for them. And uh, having seen their journey throughout, you know, uh, post-birth uh, it was it was an extremely confronting issue um, and then since then I've had a I had a few friends that have uh, faced somewhat similar issues um, so you know I guess you're similar age to me I'm 32 like I said and you know a lot of people are having kids these days and it's uh, it doesn't always necessarily go to plan so it's good to know that there are people around you that have been through those things and that there are support networks available yeah, that was my next question because a lot of people are afraid to to sort of face and approach these situations or topics or talk about them. So what what does it offer? What has it offered you like being aware and being involved in these things which uh, can be difficult to talk about? How has it helped you uh, with your life or with running or relationships mentally, emotionally yeah. and, and also the group? I think it's just great exposure. It's uh, when you don't know much, uh, uh, it's. I think it can be quite scary, whatever the topic is, whether it's Indigenous education, whether it's you know, premature birth or homelessness. If you don't know much, I think it's quite a confronting thing, a, a confronting conversation to have and an intimidating conversation to have. But when you've been educated uh, on something, I think it's great because it allows that conversation to flow. Uh, and I guess it has that ripple effect, right? So if you and I have a conversation today about one of these topics and, and you know we're sitting at coffee with one of our friends next week and they're facing an issue maybe something we spoke about today um, might be able to assist them so it certainly helped me um, in that regard with uh, local members of our community whether it's the gym or the or run for it so I think that's probably quite imperative yeah we look back sort of three four years ago that the people involved a lot of the people i guess involved in these groups would not have been running at all so like why why are they why are they involved do you think now is it is it the fact that they're more willing to actually talk about mental health or is it the reverse that these things are promoting the conversations or a combination of both because uh yeah a lot of it it seems like a lot of the background from them was more so like group fitness or uh, being in the gym and that kind of thing. Of course, we've spoken about COVID, maybe bringing people out of the indoor environment to being outside. But uh, is there also some kind of real kick they're getting from just running? I've run for years, and I've just I'm always used to running as what I do, and it provides a lot for me. But is there something that it's really providing for them too? Well, I think it's important for the for any individual to belong to a community, whether you belong to a book club, a car club, a run club, a uh, a workplace you know and that being a positive uh, a positive space uh, I think belonging to something like that um, allows you to find purpose and to, to add value you can one you can add value to the group but also you find uh, that you're valued by the group so I think if you know I think run for it I think any run group any group uh, has the ability to do that for people and and running like you said I, I think forward movement is is incredible for for the mind and body and um yeah it's incredible we 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 i'm sure you've seen it plenty of times but we nothing really excites me more than obviously the positive impact we have but also when we get people that have never run 
a 5k or never run a 10k and they come and do that with us and it can be an intimidating environment you know you've got plenty of fit and healthy people and i guess the preconceived idea is that everyone's fast and it's not necessarily the case um so i think it's it's great for people to put themselves outside of their comfort zone in a, in a safe space like that so yeah i think you're bang on uh, it's been a, it's been a positive change Hey mate, just talking about the group, by the way, uh, because you're you're the man in front of the group, but the the group itself can affect and influence you. Is there anyone out there that uh, you you could think about or mention that has played a part in what you do, or as just being a person? I, I think of uh, we mentioned Dan Maloof before, actually, and uh, I often see I've got him on Instagram, and he often posts in the morning. He he writes out a little like um, what would you call it? almost like a grateful post like a positive energy post isn't it yeah yeah i love them they're, they're, they're fantastic but um and i so i the story with him and i is that we worked together many years ago as uh teachers and and he i recall him being just a person who was willing to have a conversation with you about something um away from your work and just asking you how you were and um and i i just think of someone like him and potentially people within your group that may uh, be similar in nature that uh, has had a positive influence on you? He's certainly had a positive influence. Um, he's he's one of the most supportive people I know. Obviously, I outlined the fact that he came to Kosciuszko with me and, and sort of helped feed me and fill my water bottles and all that sort of thing. Um, outside of him, uh, Ben, the owner of the gym that I work at, he, he's obviously a great guy, um, doing great things. Um, within his own space. And then I've met a lot of good people throughout um, the men's mental health space. Uh, a guy called Nipper, um, one of the most giving blokes you'd ever meet. And then, and also through things like camp quality, um, you know, and those volunteers. So an individual, I'm not too, like individuals per se, not so much, but I think just all in all across the board, you come across plenty of positive people. And I guess, if you're comparing it, I certainly remember when I was younger, my dad always said as a tradesman, if you, you, you take this from that person and that from that person and you, you take the creme de la creme, I guess, and you put that in your tool belt, you don't need to take everything and put it in your tool belt. You just take the best things. So I guess that's probably what I try and do for the most part is take the best things from from the best people that I can. And, and I'm by no means anywhere close to that, but I try to utilize those things as best I can. Um, whether that's from the running environment or, or, you know, health and fitness or whatever it may be. On the horizon for Run For It, what's the next event? And uh, where is it? Is it is it always publicised? I know some groups like to keep it a secret where they're yeah. meeting or what they're doing, but how's that working for the, the rest of this year or the next few months? Yep, um, you bang on. Uh, it is pretty much all top secret until <laughs> basically the next week. Uh, so I won't be able to spill the beans, otherwise I'll get in trouble. Um, but our next event is coming up in six or seven weeks. Uh, and, and it'll be obviously close to Brisbane. It's a little bit different to what we've done before. Uh, and we do sort of, aside from the conversation around the charity, we also this year come up with a theory of, or come up with a concept, I should say, of having a theme uh, that runs throughout each quarter. And uh, so we've got it like a lo local artist um, that designs merchandise for us and that merch, all, all, all funds from the merch go directly to the charity. And that artist 
um, brings a theme to the table or a conversation to the table, a phrase. Uh, so yeah, we've got all those things are locked in for the for the rest of the year, and obviously this this coming event is is locked down, but it's a it's certainly a very exciting artist we've got on board and an exciting theme, exciting charity, and and a really cool location. So we're we're really looking forward to releasing all that information. Yeah, that's great. And how many people are you expecting? Ho- hopefully, being on here, your numbers will double. Uh, yeah, but, uh, if they don't double and uh, no one listens to our, our conversation, what, yeah, how many would you expect for the next one? Uh, mate, yeah, it's uh, to be fair, I always expect about 15 people um, and I'm always, <laughs> uh, I'm always blown away. So I think the last one we had about 130 and 120 and 100 odd before that. So, mate, if I get more than my family and friends, I, I, I'm chuffed. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. No, it's a great project and uh, yeah, I do wish you the best and it seems to naturally be growing, of course, with uh, in line with what you're doing purposefully for the group. So well done, mate. Uh, and just lastly, um, on the, the mental health side of things, just, just thinking about, um, as you were talking earlier, anything purposefully through the week that you do away from uh, running itself or, or gym, which naturally becomes part of our mental health, it, it contributes uh, in a way that would uh, assist us through the week but anything else purposefully that you may do day to day week to week um in in way of routine or formalities that assist with that yeah for sure i think routine's great whether it's getting up at the same time or you know i've, I've always been an early riser going from being a tradesman to, to a personal trainer so that's always come pretty naturally um aside from that like yourself i think physical movement um obviously there's a lot of information on the internet now and on instagram and alike um about the positive impacts of that and that that works for me uh if i'm if i'm exercising you know five days a week four to five days a week i I feel feel great whether that's you know running or or strength training so i think that's imperative um and then i i think getting outdoors is fantastic if you're I think having to rely on things is, is is probably not ideal. So for me personally, when I run, I don't listen to anything. I, I like to have that space by myself. Mm. I quite enjoy my own time and, and energy and it gives you time to think. It's There's so much noise out there these days, whether you're in the car listening to music or a podcast or you're on the phone to someone, I think it's really hard. And then obviously once you get to work or when you're with your friends and family, there's there's really no downtime, not unless you're, consciously meditating or anything like that so for me running um i i really enjoy running with 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 no music and uh sort of soaking those things up so i guess it's yeah for me it's physical movement um and and conversation uh so but sometimes it's hard isn't it like things aren't always going right um and you've you've got to remind yourself um to smile so i try to do that i've got that written on my whiteboard uh, and and have to look at that quite frequently <laughs> yeah well you're doing it right now so uh well done to you anyway listener questions we've got a heap of them i normally have some of my own but um we've got enough here to cater for the next 10 minutes before you head off i think you're probably heading back to work or something or uh this afternoon just got to do some things and then i've actually got a uh in contrast to me saying i'm not a drinker i do have to go to a friend's <laughs> birthday this afternoon but mind you it will i think i'll more more so be looking forward to the food and what will be your drink of choice oh that's a good question i'd drink a beer any day of the week not that i do but i, I do love a beer otherwise it would be probably a negroni excellent okay let's start with a few people that we've actually mentioned on 
the podcast thus far. And uh, Sally Burks is on here. She's got three questions here. So that's a bit I'm not sure. On, very heavy expectations on me here to get through <laughs> all of them. So I might, I might pick out one or two. Just bear with me as I scroll through Instagram here. Easiest questions would be great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. she She's noted that you often have a goal on the horizon so where do, you, where do you get these ideas from all the time are you just a thinking man is it out on your on your runs with no music in the ears that you start to think about what you want to do and achieve yeah that's probably a, a fair observation um last year for me was was a big physical year i guess um booking <clears throat> excuse me booking the uh doing a sprint try doing a triathlon uh, and then doing the 100k um race so last year was a physical year this year's more so I guess a, a a business development type of year um, with some things moving forward. Um, goals wise, yeah, I think it's important to have goals, um, whether that's an event or a financial goal or whatever it may be. Um, last year for me was physical. This year for me more more business related. So I think it's always nice to have goals to to kick for otherwise you don't know which direction to kick the footy yeah yeah absolutely hey nick two is here uh who's your favorite run for itta he's called it why <laughs> why isn't it luke lloyd that's uh that's a question i know that he was asked quite similarly on your podcast uh, <laughs> by luke lloyd so was it okay <laughs> i've got yeah, no memory of that uh, that was yeah, a while ago. Yeah it was, yeah, it was pretty standard chat from those two, to be fair. And those two would obviously be at the bottom of the barrel. Top one, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but those two would be right right down the bottom. Okay, Beck Newton, she must be involved in the group in some way. Yep. She's asked, what's what's your biggest inspiration or who and why? Gee whiz. She could have at least sent me a message to tell me that was coming through um biggest inspiration and why um i don't think i have a no one sort of comes to mind i just really want to have a positive impact um on on the community and if you know if that's my little community that's great and if we can sort of positively impact a wider community then that's that's even better so i hope that sort of answer answers their question all right, Prue Davies. Prue asks, how do you juggle things within the week? You've, of course, got work, uh, the charity stuff, training, a partner. You mentioned a dog. You got a dog? No? Yeah, yeah. he's barking as we speak at the neighbor's dog. Um, what are your key tips? Is it back on routine? routine Getting up early. Yeah, yeah routine. I, I, I really like having, I've got a whiteboard with you know the year divided up into months so I can see what's coming. And then within that, each each thing that's happening within or each major major thing that's happening each month. So the, the whiteboard for me is a key and then yeah, routine for sure. Um, kind of knowing what's ahead and uh, certainly makes life a little bit easier. And then I think it's probably being able to say no to things uh, is quite important. Uh, obviously being able to prioritize you, the people around you and, and, and your energy. So yeah, I'd say routine, uh, a bit of a calendar and, um, and being able to say no to things. Okay, final one here. T Bellantoni is the name on Instagram. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Cam smiling. Um, pretty, pretty big question, actually. Uh, in a perfect world, what would your dream outcome in life be? Could be career wise, life wise. 
that's a good question. Tessa coming in with the with a heavy hitter. Um, dream outcome, I guess, would be. Um, I just think that as a society, we've got a long way to go. Uh, we've come a long way, but I think we've also got a long way to go. So, uh, I think in relation to to culture, um, to leadership, to community, I think if I can educate myself uh, through reading and meeting people like yourself um, and then potentially educate those around me on those topics. I think that hopefully at least um, positive, positively impacts the community and then um, has, has a wider impact. So I, I hope that answers uh, Tess's question. <laughs> no, excellent. It, uh, it, it draws a, an appropriate finish, I think, to the interview in the sense that, uh, yeah, any final uh, messages or inspiration to people out there, particularly those who need it running-wise, emotionally, mentally, what do you suggest? And that's uh, probably the heaviest question I've asked in the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, could have shot through some notes with all these. <laughs> Bloody lovely. Um, nah. Uh, last final words. I think it's. I think what you're doing is great. Um, spreading the word. Obviously, uh, you've taken on a leadership role. Yeah, within the school and then you know within this podcast. I think that's fantastic. I think. I think everyone's capable of leadership. Capable of leadership, and I think that stuff's important. But also, I think you've also got to be able to play in a band and be able to assist others um and so if we can all you know i'm just certainly trying to do that from a leadership perspective and then you know trying to assist my community in whatever way shape or form i can so if we can all combine all our powers combine i guess um and especially within that running community which obviously we'll be sort of speaking to today i think if we can all come together um we'll have a, a huge impact within the running community and the, and the wider community yeah, fantastic, Cam. Thank you. And uh, look, months ago, even years ago, actually, probably really, is uh, when I started to notice Run For It starting to to grow and seeing the runners out there and thinking, what is, what's going on here? A bit of a cult thing growing. And uh, <laughs> now I'm here, here sitting next to and talking to uh, one of the founders. And uh, often guests coming on here are starstruck with me and I'm just some random bloke in uh, the third bedroom of my house talking to uh the stars the stars who are on on the show and uh you're one of them so thank you for your time and uh i reckon first listener i'm gonna predict sally burks but um i think the rest of the group will tune in and um hopefully a few more including those running purists that i talk about who are more for you know competition and getting faster at running will start to understand like i have in my older age uh in my 30s now that uh, it's very much about uh, the social side and mental and emotional side, which you have definitely elaborated on today. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me, mate. I think you've um, done a great job in, uh, in covering all bases. There, Ollie. <laughs> uh, it's been a really fun podcast, mate. So I appreciate your time and energy. Cheers. See you, mate. We'll be in touch. See you, mate. Bye. Don't drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.